Hi, this is Ashlyn Carter, and welcome back to the new True Podcast. You're listening to episode two. So I typically am only going to launch one episode a week, but this week is opening day. It is new. This is fun. Let's get this party started. And so I wanted to have on my personal favorite person in the entire world. And I know I might be biased, but it is my husband, Travis. He is hilarious for one, and you will see why I think so in this episode. He is wise and he is kind. And one of the things I love most about him and appreciate about him, honestly, is his willingness to talk about real things. And so he will actually be making more of a debut on the podcast as a guest because I think it is important to have these conversations. So we are going to be both opening up and just sharing the real and the gritty. And I hope you find some encouragement and definitely laughter along the way. So without further ado, welcome Travis, my very first guest to the podcast. (laughs) Being here in our garage. (laughs) Being here in our home. It is an honor to have you. Thank you for setting aside more time than this has really taken to record. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I think think people can feel the stress through through the mic, which is good. No, it's okay. It is what it is. This is authentic. This This is the true podcast. It is. This is us. Okay. Well, I love you. I know so many people that know you would agree. But for the people listening that have no idea who you are or what you're about, will you give us an introduction on who you are? Sure. Well, I'm your husband. I'm I'm a dad. And as a profession, not that it defines me, but um, how I make my money before the pandemic, I'm just kidding, <laughs> was in commercial real estate. So, and specifically in commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is huge. It's like this huge monstrosity of uh, commerce, but basically I help companies and CEOs and entrepreneurs with all their space needs, which is really fun. I love it. And then um, I am a learner. So like one of my things, I guess just one thing I'm just obsessed with is learning. Mm-hmm. So with that, it's a it's kind of a disease, but it's also a good thing. Everything that makes me successful makes is killing me at the same exact time, and we'll get into that later. But I love learning new magic tricks. I love learning about comedy. I love learning about people. Love learning about politics. I'm obsessed. You know, video games. I mean, it's it's really you know surfing, addiction, surfing, foiling. Yeah, um, it's, it's always there's always something. Yeah, my yeah, it helps me relax to always be thinking about new things that interest me. Yeah. Um, so that's the problem. Sometimes things that don't interest me, it's in a very aggressive non-interest, and I think I turn a lot of people <laughs> off on that. But if it's in my wheelhouse, but I do love meeting new people. That's for sure my biggest thing. I love meeting new people. I'd rather go hang out with ten new people than like people I know. Yeah, I have like you're energized by. The game of winning others over, learning yeah. about people—that is. And true. I don't see it as a game, but I, it is a. It I do like meeting new people for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's. I think that's me in a nutshell. That is you in a nutshell. And speaking of, I was listening to that YouTube video that I sent you yesterday about 
the addiction of social media and our phones and how they were talking about how important it is to have a craft or something that you do, whether it's it's learning, it's working with your hands, because it's the complete opposite of how your brain is being processed or processing being online on a device. So I think that that's awesome that you... You're yeah, constantly you- fidgeting and learning and working with your hands. And when you're perfecting a magic skill, sometimes I'll look over and you'll just be standing in a room in the mirror and doing your, you know, sleight of hand maneuvering to just nail it. And while I think that that's hilarious, we all need something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I'm trying to teach our kids. And then particularly my son, it's the Ollie. It's the Ollie trick on a skateboard. And it's this unique, if you think about like being on a skateboard and lifting up off the ground and having the skateboard stick to your feet, like your brain does not compute that. How it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You really think about it. It's like, wait, what? Like, how Mm -hmm. is it sticking to your feet? There's no hooks. There's no straps. There's no string. It is a bizarre thing. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in lower middle class, which we'll talk about, you know, in Temecula, but that's all we have is a skateboard. I'm just, <laughs> my, my parents are probably listening to this, like, you are not lower middle class. But anyways, I would just sit with the skateboard. And I, the reason why I love the Ollie is that there's, it's just not something you automatically know how to do. It's mm-hmm. like an earned skill. It's a learning thing. And it's like the hundred times, like you literally have to do it a hundred times. There's no shortcuts. And I just love that principle, and I'm I'm trying to instill that in our son, is the same thing. It's like, there's just no shortcuts. You have to just do this 100 times. But it's one of those cool things. It's like, oh, that's how, that's how you learn things. Yeah. It's, there's, that's just how you do it. Like, you have to learn and study and practice and pray. Like, you know, all mm-hmm. those things. Like, nothing happens overnight. And... Um, it's just an important skill. It is. And so, yeah. And it's I'm so f- glad in our marriage that you have that skill because while I would describe myself as a perfectionist, if it's if I can't automatically do it right and perfectly the first time, I kind of just want to throw it in the towel. I don't have the patience to learn and the grace with myself to just not be good enough. And so you've really taught me the art of that and that it's okay. There's, there's beauty in failing and showing up just time and time again. So I think that's cool that you're able to teach that to our kids. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the balance. I mean, I'm, I'm obsessed with learning new things, but then you're obsessed with not really caring what people think. So I have so many limitations on things that I do in my mind. Right. Whereas you're like, oh, I don't care what people think. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I constantly think about what people think of me all the time. Yeah. But so I, I thought it would be share, fun to share one thing that people might not know about you, which a lot of people are not going to know this about you unless they're our circle of friends or family. And then I thought it'd be fun for you to share what is something that people should know about me. So, I mean, you guys are all going to jump over to Travis's Instagram as I'm describing him, but he is tall, dark, and handsome. He's good at so many things. He surfs, he's funny, he's successful. Uh, But what I think people don't realize when they see this strong, confident person that can walk into any room and can win over any room with just his gregarious nature is he has this tender side. And that's kind of what he was referring to is 
he would say, I don't care about what people think, which maybe I do, but maybe less than him, um, is that, yeah, you do have this really strong side, but you also have this tender side, which I think has served you really well in life. And I think that your ability to talk about it and show it is such a strength that a lot of, I feel like men don't really tap into. Would you agree? Yeah, I think, um, I I worry that I'm coming less tender as my, I'm getting more cynical and, well, this, it's been a rough week, (laughs) Yeah, but in general, no, you still have it. And it is kind of funny to think about how people might perceive you. I'm like, as you're describing, I'm like, man, that guy sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. tall. I mean, I wonder, I probably look like a douchebag. Well, from the I outside. mean, looking back, that's kind of how I perceived you. I well, hate that word go. douchebag, but you say it like every other word. Is, I mean, when we were, when I was first drawn to you, I was like, oh, this guy is cute, but I mean, does he have much substance? I like, I need the substance. We'll do a football game. <laughs> is I just kind of thought mm. you were some party guy who. Just like loved to pick up all the chicks, and I like was like, "All your previous eh, boyfriends." <laughs> no, thank you. But then, as I started to really see you for who you were, I was like, "Oh, maybe there is something to you." And so, I think that's well, awesome. I'm tender, but I'm, I mean, I, I just and I even say more that. so opposite. Would you say you're more sensitive than I am? Yeah, you're you're like the guy in their relationship. <laughs> so, like, you will go out with your girlfriends. And I'm like dying to know what you guys are talking about. I mean, we're kind of opposite in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. So you'll go out your girlfriends for like a dinner with all your eight your friends and, and then you'll get home. And I'm like, so how was it? Like, what did you guys talk about? And you're like, nothing. I'm like, well, like what's going on with so-and-so and, and how's their marriage? And like, how's that guy's job? And like, isn't thing like I love drama just too. It's not worthy I of my re- drama. Re- repeating anything. I, if I could just spend 10 minutes of drama. So yeah, there, there's a lot of role reversals. You're you're definitely like, you keep things in. You don't you internalize everything. I remember you coming. You're like, I'm going to counseling. I'm like, why are you going to counseling? <laughs> like I have all these issues. I'm like, well, when are we going to talk to you? What me? are the issues? Yeah, I'm like I don't know. Now, yeah, but that's just like you internalizing. You need to like, and I'm like, I w- communicate. I you literally know what's going on in my life because I'm like. I'm talking about it. You can feel it. It's tr- it's how I work things out, which is good. You're, yeah, you're an audible processor. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of things that are a lot different. I wouldn't say I'm feminine, but if you look at a Christmas card, I, mean, I am feminine. So I, I, I just have different – I'm a diff- you can't put me in a box a little bit. and I'm definitely weird and goofy, but I uh, I enjoy it. Yes. So what, so what is something that you think – that the people listening would not know about me that you think is worthy of sharing. I mean, you hit on a couple of things. Yeah, well, I think you you are not afraid to talk about tough things. Um, I think you have a good voice, like an actual voice, with, like a talking voice. I think you have an interesting walk with God. Um, I've always been impressed. I mean, even when we were young, dating, or oh, just even when we were going to Bible studies when we were in college, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, I was intrigued that you had a you had a spiritual depth, which I was you know drawn towards. And yeah, you have a lot of depth and you have a lot of good wisdom. I've always I feel like I grew up with not much of a compass, which is good. Like I just well, my parents are probably listening to this going, what is he talking about? But I mean, you know, I just didn't feel like I knew 
my internal compass of like what's right and wrong yeah. is a little screwed up. I don't think it's anyone's problem. I think it's just the way it is. You just, you grew up more in the gray, would you say? <laughs> I just, no, I just, I took advantage of like, you know, when you, when you learn to take advantage of something and you get away with something, you just learn. I just was a crafty son of a gun, <laughs> like a really mischievous person. Yeah. And I know it's okay with that. So anyways, I think, um, that's what I appreciate about you. People don't, don't know you. You have a really good, strong backbone. You know right from wrong. You, you'll you analyze the situation and know what the right thing is right away. Right. So, I mean, I which is great because I'm always running jokes, idea, ideas, video ideas, picture ideas. I'm constantly throwing things out to see your reaction. Mm-hmm. And if I get a smile, it's hilarious. <laughs> if I get a laugh, it's really funny. And then I'd say 80% off. It's, it's, it's either junk or... I just disobey you and roll with it, exactly. which I do a disobey lot. Disobey me. <laughs> I, yeah, it's funny how often I don't take your advice and you don't take mine. Right. So anyways. Yeah. I think the black and white are just having a strong compass. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's just something that I was born with, but you're right. I have a very keen sense of what I want to do, where I want to go, what what I find appropriate, what I find not. And I think that serves me well in life because it, it gives me the boldness that I need to show up in my life, but it also can be a major hindrance. And so you sometimes loosening me up and being like, it's okay. We don't, you know, it's just, it's a good, a good team. So, so you What's think- one thing that we're okay. <laughs> uh, kind of arguing about right now that I have a strong stance on and you uh, are pushing the boundaries a little bit? Yeah, so I'm in midlife crisis and I want <laughs> tattoos. It's like one of those things I've been talking about for four years at least. Yes. And is. basically she thinks I'm a wimp or like kind of pretty boy. I'm like an Abercrombie guy. So it's like I just had this appearance of an Abercrombie guy and then getting tattoos, it kind of diminishes my good character or just feels kooky or, you know, basically all the loved ones I have in my life think it's kooky. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to do it. I really, really do. And I feel like it's something I really want for myself. I like the way it looks. I like the design. I, it's just like wearing, you know, a wetsuit, you know, a certain brand sweater, any of that. It all's it's, I know it's there for permanent, but it's like, but what? Like, it's just, you know, I know it's yeah. a temple, but it's like, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, you know, you we're in a pandemic. Like, well, I'm half, not a good time I'm third of my life done. I'm old. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. I'm healthy. Good. <laughs> and I'm like, I just kind of want it on my leg. Yeah. So, I really, really do. And I have no problems with tattoos. But I guess when I see my husband and I've known him for so long and I see who he is, he just doesn't come off as somebody that would have tattoos. And then when I picture him and... 30 years, it just confuses me. And plus the tattoos I'm so trying to get. So that's my internal battle. Yeah, and, and the tattoos he wants is not like they're prison. my name. Right? Yeah, they're not grungy. Chest. It's, it's, it's like, not a Bible verse. It's not a name. Maybe I will get your name on my chest. Like that style of grunge, punk, skate. <laughs> and it's so confusing because I'm just like, what? But I do those things. You have to realize that like it's not totally outside of my... You do, you we do. live in Ocean Beach. It's it's tattoo capital of the world. Wow. Yeah. And it's so, fun. You know. And it's like you just can't take things too seriously. I can wear pants, but I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna get like four. Yeah, or five. he wants them all in one leg, which is so fascinating. It's not just one. 
Anyways, we can talk about this later, but that is just an example of our marriage, I feel I like, in one, one uh, little conversation for you. Um, okay, something else you might not know about Travis is he... Well, can I pause for a second? Yeah. So if... What what do you think, like, at one year into this podcast, your listeners, they're hopefully you're going to be laughing, they're going to be learning new things about life and getting encouraged, is inspired. This just off the... No, I'm dead serious. I'm talking to your listeners. Like, oh. what do you... I'm throwing it right back to you. I mean... Bossy. Do, yeah. Do you feel like... I mean, what's the value? I mean, what what value do you hope to bring and engage people into tuning in consistently? And just, I mean, it, it's probably a lot of those things, but hopefully it's laughter, encouragement, godly, you know, no cussing, no weird stories about sex or, you know, bizarreness, <laughs> probably like struggles about our marriage, struggles about alcoholism, the things that are happening in the world and in marriages today, but also with a biblical perspective, with a spin of laughter, right? I mean, sure. I I guess <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's like one big... I mean, yeah. I mean, this is episode two, right? But my goal is that, A, this wouldn't be a waste of time, kind of like you mentioned, and B, that you leave encouraged, inspired through the vulnerable and open conversations that I feel like both you and I, something that we have in common enjoy that. We like going there because there's so much richness found there. And I find that I think most of the world tends to kind of just step around some of the harder issues. And so... Maybe I, even Christians too, like even Christians. Even Christians. And one thing that you know we're going to go into and talk about the next time that you're on is alcoholism. It's something that we suddenly came upon in our marriage a year ago. And what that's looked like for us. And so life is tough. Life is hilarious. Life doesn't have to be serious, like you said, but life is better in my mind when you can be inspired and encourage somebody through the story and, you know, the different stories and experiences that people are walking through. So that's my hope. And the laughter, yes, you're going to have to bring it because I'm no comedian. Well, I'm not a comedian. I took a comedy class, which is a dark moment in my history. I used to, on Sunday afternoons, I used to go down to a last summer. three or four hour comedy class. It was, it was pre, last summer. It was pre-pandemic. A, yeah, so 18 months ago. And um, I had a really good time. And what's so hard about making people laugh is like you can make someone laugh in a group setting, which I, I feel like I, I do pretty well. Yes. And then there's joke writing or being on a stage totally different genre and there's like weird videos which i can sometimes do so it's it's really weird how how you make someone laugh is such a you know interesting thing yeah and what about that kind of figuring that art intrigues why do you enjoy it it's 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 a magic trick yeah comedy is magic i mean you think the thing about things that are funny is that you think Something's going to go down a certain direction or someone tells a story and then you're surprised. You're like, oh my gosh. And yeah. they'll say something and they'll catch a nuance about something that happens every single day and they'll make it funny. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's always bugged me, but I didn't know how to articulate it. Right. So, um, I mean, there's, well, first of all, when you make someone laugh, I mean, it's it's an addicting feeling. Is it? Especially for an addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, that was kind of fun. You're like, oh, you're funny. You're like, 
Really? <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I, won't, um, I won't that. That's interesting because I I guess I wouldn't value being funny as much as you would. So I value things that you really values. place a high value on laughter. But I think it's good because I think there's probably fewer funny people in this world than there are funny, right? I mean, it's more of a rare gift, would you say? Yeah, just I think it's a gift. I think it's just... Um, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know what it's, I, I, uh, it's just fun to be around fun people. Right. And, you know, it's also very intellectually smart to like make someone laugh and think about things. And yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thought. It's um, crazy but anyways, skill. it also helps with business. It helps with really with everything. Right. I mean, there's so many uncomfortable situations in the world and we're always in uncomfortable situations. Look about today. What okay. Can I tell the story about today? Sure. Yeah. I, I called you just mortified. And I was holding my breath thinking you got into a fight. Yeah, because I have... apparently a thug with getting... I have temperature... Temperature? I have temper problems. And um, every once in a while, I'm just having a bad week. And so we're getting... Uh, today's Friday, yeah? Yes. Thank God. It's so... Um, I was getting a sandwich and there's a car in front of me and it's on Fifth Avenue. And literally there's six cars behind me. And it's getting clogged up. You're trying to turn into a parking lot. Yeah. So just to tell your listeners, you know that feeling when the plane lands, they they say, hey, you can unbuckle your seatbelt. And then everybody just starts grabbing luggage. Okay. First of all, they need to stop that. It is that so is stressful. The most disgusting. And then and when someone- hovering. Yeah. Oh, they're hovering. They're standing they're above you. closer. They're standing over you, and all of a sudden, the plane gets real small. Then there's always one kid. He's like 20s behind you, and he put his bag, you know, a, a couple rows up, and he just stands in front and just passes us. So anyway, it it just drives me nuts. It's like, oh, you're going to get off the plane like 30 seconds earlier than me? Like, cool, man. <laughs> but anyways, but you know that feeling where you're yes. like, okay, so when it's so me, my bag's usually ahead. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go and get it yet. Wait for the aisles to clear, but then it's your turn, right? You got milliseconds to find your bag on the upper (laughs) luggage, pull it down. It's it's always like too heavy all of a sudden. Yeah, Yeah, without killing somebody. And then you got to get the rollers and the (laughs) lines just staring at you. Just everyone's everyone's so angry. And you're doing everything in your power just to get out of there. So, I, anyways, that's what it felt like. I was in the I was in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and I could feel the tension building behind me because I looked back in my rearview mirror, and it's like eight cars, a big truck, you know, like a Trump truck, you know, like a big lifted, like yeah, that guy's gonna don't mess with me, truck. Yeah, you know, pull out his AR. So I'm like, okay. So I do the first honk. First of all, there should be different honks on the on the car, but I do the honk. Like to kind of nudge up, like the, and he clearly had six feet, but also the car in front of him, because he wasn't the only culprit holding up the line. The car in front of him had like ten feet. Were so they trying, waiting for cars to pull out to park? Yes, this is a small lot. it's a extremely small Got lot, it. and so everyone's just waiting for each other. But let's all do the right thing here and nudge right. up a little bit. So then I did the second honk, and I, it tensions are going up, and so I park, and I'm. 99% sure I'm going to get a verbal altercation with the guy in front of me because he's like, who is this douchebag? Douchebag, yeah. I know. There it is again. Is in a Mercedes. 
No, it's not. Okay. And it's okay that I have Mercedes. It's what I drive people around in. So, but I, I, I come across as very, like, who's this loser? Like, you know, just like the worst. <laughs> Not somebody with tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> just the worst person you, you want, like, honking at you. Like, ew, who do you think you are, you know? Yeah. So I realize I come across as just the most annoying person. Not the time. And then, um, so I come around the corner. I'm, Wait, were you wearing your sweat shorts? I, no. Okay, good. I look professional. That's good. Which is... Maybe not good either. Maybe that's not good, yeah. And I'm like, this guy's ready to throw down. And I'm like, I know this guy. <laughs> and he goes, he, he starts smiling, goes, hey. I'm like, was that you? <laughs> and it's just this uncomfortable situation. And because I, it's somebody and I'm trying know. to bring my heart rate down because I'm, I'm like ready to throw down. And I'm like, hey, but I, in the car in front of you is really, you know. Weren't they going? And he's trying to change the subject. Like, how's the kids? Like, our kids are best friends. And I'm like, I'm mortified. You know, I should have just laid low, yeah. not honked. But um, yeah, any event, yeah. it's just those kind of situations. But anyways, humor helps with very uncomfortable situations. That time I had no humor. Yeah, I had just back a on. little bit of gregariousness. Yeah, gregariousness. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, yeah, I think it's helpful. Anyways, it's, oh, I'm just constantly gosh. learning. This is just, this is a little snippet of the day-to-day life with Travis Carter. This is always an adventure. Anyways, well, like I mentioned, next time we're on, can we talk about the A word? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, alcoholics don't call it that. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> next time we're on, can how we talk I was about... the most high-functioning, coolest alcoholic in the world, and I didn't even know it. Right. And you didn't know it. Yeah. And I still miss it. And I still love it. And I still love being off it. You can see the stress. You can hear it in your voice right there and that big sigh. Yeah, that sigh is a flashback. But it's, I don't know. That's what's to come is we're going to talk about the weird things in our marriage, but the real things. And I hope that this encourages you. I hope that you'll come back and listen to the story because I think it's worthy. I think everybody needs to hear the story and the experience and what it looks like just from two real normal people who love God and found themselves in this situation. So thank you, Travis, for being here. Thank you for for being my audio guy and doing this 18 times. Hopefully this works out. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. So I guess this is what a podcaster says, but if you liked it, leave a rating. And if you want to come back for more, be sure to subscribe because it's automatically going to download every Tuesday morning as soon as a new episode launches, wherever you find your podcast. So that's the easiest and quickest way to get the newest thing. And I'm honored you're here. I'm honored you'd listen. And I really hope you have an awesome day. And we will see you next week with a really special guest. Bye, guys. Thank you.